Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota this is kj live with chris johnson and Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is a fixture amongst Southern California basketball. He is a God-fearing educator, coach, teacher, mentor, and Renaissance man. He was recently named assistant coach at the University of Missouri at kansas city luther waters is in the building luther what's good my brother hey what's up kj how's it going uh, it's going great man uh i'm glad that we connected bro 
I, I saw the news. Uh, well, actually, I heard the news um, and then kind of reached out to give you congratulations. But I said, man, let me talk to my boy because you have you're you're somebody that over the years I've really respected as someone that not only loves the game, loves the kids, but you take your job as an educator, as a teacher, as a mentor very seriously and you lead in the right direction. I kind of wanted to get you on the show, man, so people can hear your voice. You can come on the platform and, and kind of introduce yourself to the folks, bro. Uh, Luther, where, what part of, I know you're from LA. What part of LA were you born and raised? And talk a little bit about your childhood and that environment that you grew up in. Well, slight correction. So I was added onto the staff. Okay. So my official title is recruiting coordinator Okay. Um, over at uh, UMKC. But, Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. Hey, I'm there. <laughs> You know, it only took 22 years, but uh, very, very thankful for the opportunity. But um, I grew up in Gardena, man, um, right on 132nd in Van Ness, uh, about 200 yards from Raleigh Park. Oh, yeah. uh, so so my childhood consisted of, you know, running in with the sign up from the park to, to play some hoops. You know, my mom writing a check for 10 bucks and <laughs> hopping back on my bike and riding back up there to drop off my uh, registration. And it was really, you know, at Raleigh and in that Gardena community that I learned how to play. If for, people, for people out there that might not necessarily be familiar with Raleigh Park, can you tell us some of the guys, players, athletes over the years that came out of that area? I know it's a bunch. Pooh Jetter and but some other guys come up to mind. Pooh Jetter grew up around the corner from me. Yes, sir. Uh, Pooh Richardson was there every summer. Uh, Rich and my favorite player of all time, Isaac Burton. Oh, they don't know uh, about I, I, yeah, I, man, Isaac. Isaac was over there with y'all. Man, okay. look, I would get to the park at 9.30 in the morning. They opened at 10. So I can be first at the door, right? Because, you know, in those days, they open the door. If you get there 30 minutes late, there's 200 people outside. Yeah, you're not getting on. You're not, you're not getting on. <laughs> so um, I was probably about 13 by the time I started playing on the big boy court. And uh, Isaac was saying, Lou, just get there, put our name on the list, and we're good, <laughs> right? Um, Julie Rousseau, a lot of people don't know that name. I know former Judy coach Pepper of the Sparks. Well. Yeah, Pepper, we know Judy. Pepper died too. Yeah. So um, I would write everybody's name on the list. Um, Brent Summers. And I'm the young guy. So <laughs> got to pick up 94 feet. You got to commit seven fouls a game. And you can't miss. So if they kick the ball to you, gotta make don't it. miss. <laughs> so That's how you stay on. That's how you, that's that's how you, you stay, stay on. <laughs> That, that's how you stay on. But it was through those years, man, that I learned mentorship, I would say, in a way, because they mentored me indirectly. You know, I was a sponge. God didn't bless me with, you know, being 6'6 and 200 pounds and all of those physical gifts that other people have. And I learned at an early age that for me, my journey was going to be based on my intellect. Because I, I felt that young. There were certain things that I could do that other people necessarily couldn't do on and off the court in terms of being able to see things, in terms of being able to be vocal, um, be positive, encourage people. I, I used to tell Isaac, stop missing. Don't miss. And he's looking at me like, who are you? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, in those early years, man, 
there wasn't a day that went by that I was not there, you know, playing every day in and day out. And, I, and I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. And your parents, what type of influence were they on you at, uh, during your childhood years, the foundation that they set for you? Could you describe that for us? Man, my parents are, are God sent, man. Um, my father, Vietnam vet. Uh, my grandfather um, was a prisoner of war in the Korean War. Passed when my dad was six. My, my grandmother was widowed with four children at 26 years old. And my grandmother was tough as nails. You know, excuses were not tolerated. Um, my mother, um, hardworking woman, um, married my dad at 21. You know, we're a family of three, you know, my siblings well. And I remember early on trying to make an excuse and pops wasn't having it. <laughs> like, I vividly remember, you know, coming in from the playground over at Perchy. Julie was the playground director at Percy, right? Elementary school. And, you know, I remember somebody pushed me down and I might've been in third grade and I came in the house crying. And my dad like looks at me like, what the hell are you doing in here? Like, either you gonna go back and fight or stay your ass outside <laughs> till your mama get home. Yeah. yeah those and, are and I remember it was like that moment of, okay, he made it okay to fail. Meaning, what we're not going to do is not put forth our best effort. That's not tolerated. But what we are going to do is be okay, irrespective of the results, as long as you put forth your best effort. So I remember going back over to the playground with my buddies, and we were all the young guys, and the middle school guys were like, push us down, and this is on the dunk courts, right? Mm-hmm. But you had to learn how to fight and how to compete. Oh, yeah. Because you couldn't go back home. Like, the street lights aren't on, so you're not allowed in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to figure it out. Um, but needless to say, my parents went back to school at the age of 30. And I remember, you know, we had everything we needed. But I remember what Spam tastes like. I remember what that block of cheese tastes like, where, where you try and cut it and it wouldn't melt. You couldn't make a grilled cheese because it would get greasy. It wouldn't <laughs> melt just right. Um, and I remember eating red beans and rice and oatmeal every day. I don't eat red beans and rice now because I ate it every day growing up. Yeah. But through all of that, I remember, you know, it's never too late. You know, it's never too late to hit a reset button. It's never too late to put your mind to something. It's never too late to do whatever your heart desires as long as you're, you're courageous enough to, to put forth the effort. And I think that's the biggest thing I've taken from my parents. Put God first and, and be willing to put forth your best effort, regardless of the results. I love hearing the lessons that were taught by your parents. And, and it wasn't necessarily like a lesson they had to, you know, sit you down and spend a bunch of time. But just something like, you know, you coming home crying you can't, and they're not allowing you to sort of accept certain types of behaviors. Right. I think I think that was a big way that my parents, your parents, our parents of our generation raised us through like tangible experience. Now you went through something and now you got to learn, you know, the hard way, basically. Figure it out. And I think that way, that style of parenting forced us to really use our ingenuity, our brains, our diligence, and have to really, you know, figure stuff out, as you said. And, and, and there's something to be said for that, uh, Luther, uh, especially 
when I look at today, not to get too far off a tangent, but when I look at today's generation and and some of their behaviors and habits that they that they uh, tend to do, I, I kind of view that as you know, experience is everything. You got to yeah. go through stuff because they talk about a lot of stuff they haven't experienced. A lot of, uh, today we get a lot of opinions based on from people that have never walked in the shoes of those people. That that that's always just mind boggling to me. But again, love love to hear that. Let me ask you this your siblings how much did they what kind of influence were they on you were they on that because i was a big brother as i was the oldest i was always kind of tough on my little brothers all right i'm on their head constantly right <laughs> i'm never giving them props for nothing i'm not letting them beat me in one-on-one video games nothing right. but i was trying to raise them to be super competitors right. did you did you have a sibling rivalry with your folks or how did that go candace man like you know. <laughs> yeah. Bro. I figured it was Candace, dog. Oh, man. Um, you know, there's only two years between us, you know, and I'm the baby of the group. And uh, mind you, Candace's friends were Kathy Bryce, Tanya yes. Burton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Legend. Uh, Michelle, Vicky Ruffin. For those of you, you know, Crenshaw High School's girls basketball team could damn near beat the boys' JB team. Super on <laughs> any given day. Super, they don't know about Kathy. Uh, they don't know about Kathy, though. Like that's so they would be at the house. You know, I would be in the front, and they would pull up. You know, Candace had a car. Yeah, and you know, Kathy would be Kathy, and you know, just pick the ball up and just give you this work real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks. but to 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 like Candace's credit, man, Candace was my rebounder, man. Like in the front yard. Yep. You know, I would be out there and she would come out and she was shagging balls. Yeah. You know, you're not going hard enough. You got to hold your follow through. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why you got cut in ninth grade. You know, oh man, Candace would make you cry. But it was coming from a, a place of love and comfort. So if you can't take criticism from your siblings, your parents, your boys, you can't take criticism from anybody. You know, which kind of leads us to that's part of what I think some of the young men are struggling with now. They don't have authentic friends. Number one, that's number. That's the most important thing. Somebody that's going to be keep it absolutely 100 with you at all times. Yeah, we're human. We've all made mistakes. I've had to apologize several times to people I love. Yep. But if they can't call me on my mistake, they're not really my friend. You know, and you know me, you know, I could just I, sometimes I can go all the way this way. Sure. But there always has to be that voice of reason to say, you know what, Lou, you tripping. You know what? No, nah, that wasn't cool, bro. You know, that's really what fellowship and being a man, being a learner, being a teacher, being a coach is about. If you can't take somebody, you know, giving you guidance, you know, maybe uh, constructive criticism at times then who are you to dish it out? You know, so when I look at coaching and and teaching, some of my best players, man, um, there was this middle ground of respect, but they knew that they had my ear, you know? So if I wasn't going to listen to Josh Christopher, you know, most recent in terms of what he sees and in terms of the actions that he sees himself being successful, well, who, who the hell am I to just tell him what I think? I ain't on the floor. 
you know, and I think that's always been one of my gifts. Yeah. Um, if, if you remember Josh, when Josh was in ninth grade and I was a JV coach, you know, there wasn't much he could do athletically at that moment. But the one thing he could do, he could knock down a 15 foot jump shot with the best of them at that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, when, when teams are playing zone against us, this is what we're going to do. You're going to flash high, turn, face, look, see what you got. And I still remember that all these years later, right? Um, but I knew that that's something he could do. He could bring to the team to help us win right now versus this is what he can't do and these are his limitations. I think a lot of folks look at when they're coaching, they look at the limitations first versus your strengths. Um, I always love playing for coaches that, you know, I was a big guy, couldn't move very fast, et cetera. But they'd figure it out with me. Hey, Chris, let's post them up 10, 15 times a game. Get them going because they knew I'd get a couple of baskets. Then I could run a little bit faster. After a couple of baskets, I could jump a little bit higher for some reason. I don't know why, little, but after I scored, I just everything just went different for me for some reason. But no, nah, but man, listening, man, and, and being open to that, especially with this generation and, and my theme of my show, I'm always just talking about the eras because I come from a certain era and, I, and then we always are comparing eras. We're not hating on errors. We're not downing, you know, this error or, or anything. We're just noting some of the differences and trying to figure out why things are the way they are. But but, yeah. but to, your, to your point about being open and understanding, um, why do you think that you had that type of approach instilled in you at an early age? Where did you learn that? Because because I remember even at Crenshaw, you had a different energy and attitude about you. Your aura was different than everybody else. Where do you think that came from, Luther? I think my dad. You know, um, self-confidence, man. My dad is an alpha. You know, you can't tell him that you can't say that he he believes he can do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And with my dad being a teacher at the time, we were at Crenshaw together. And before that, watching Joe Weekly, Mm. you know, I remember Coach West would not allow anyone in the gym during practice. Mm -hmm. Mom, dad, cousin, uncle, principal, nobody. And when I was young, because my dad was, you know, a teacher at the school and, you know, obviously was with Coach Garrett for 24 years, I believe, on the football staff. Um, you know, I was a young kid and nobody could watch me. And Coach Joe Weekly and Coach West allowed me to sit in the corner. I remember. So I was sitting in the corner and literally just try not to breathe too loud because I was terrified if they would, would ask me to leave. And I knew what my ceiling was athletically, and I was okay with that. My parents never put this pressure on me to get a Division I scholarship, to, to be something other than what God made me to be. But in the same respect, I knew you guys and your greatness, and I appreciated that. So for me, looking at, you know, Tommy Davis, you know, looking at Ronnie Arts, rest in peace, you know, looking at Raymond, looking at Leon, looking at you, looking at Tremaine, looking at Rob Parker, how he can defend the ball 94 feet. When I tell, when I talk to my son about that team, he's like, were they really that good? And I'm like, you have no idea. And then watching like a Leon Watson and his journey, 
His parents never complained when he was in 10th and 11th grade and wasn't playing 28 minutes of ball game. I was just very observant of Coach West, his mannerisms, his approach. Um, as a coach, I've always washed the practice uniforms. And even to this day, Chris, I fold them up. Remember how Coach West would make you give, give you the uniform at the end of practice? And I took a, a, a level of pride when I got on staff to wipe the floors down to coach. Can I wash the uniforms? He was like, you know, coach, I can wash. Like I took a, a lot of pride in whatever he needed me to do. I was there. Coach Duckett. Hey man, here, you need a towel. <laughs> hey, hey, the curl, the curl is sweating out the back of the shirt, coach. <laughs> yeah. Chill out, coach. Yeah. But I, I took a lot of pride in being, an asset. I never wanted to be looked at as a liability or somebody was, you know, somebody that was asking for something, somebody to give me a handout. I was never about that. Um, and I was perfectly content with that. Oh, that's a, you found your lane early in the game and then you, you just stayed in your lane and you, and you excelled in that lane. It's funny when you mention uh, taking pride in the little things associated with coaching and uniforms and things like that. When I coached, uh, with the truth and with the pumps, um, two places you've been as well. Uh, I took pride in washing the uniforms and putting extra downy and fabric softeners and making sure that the, you, I, I, I was on that, bro. Like, I'm like, I would take pride in these kids' uniforms because I wanted it to look so sweet when they got it that they felt so good throwing it on. It was soft. You know, it got on. You know what I'm saying? I was on that yeah. too. And I know we got that from coach. And the other thing too was the sweeping of the floor that you mentioned. Like that's one of the most cathartic times that you can have, especially when in an empty gym, when it's just you and you hear the zing of the lights on and you just thinking about today, you just going through that, bro. I've had I've had those same moments, my brother, where I've been just take, taking pride and sweeping and just treating it like some uh, like a whole sanctuary meditation type of thing. I think that's yeah. directly from Coach West, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. I remember asking Coach once, I said, Coach, how can you just sit there like that? You never get upset. You know, it's like my first year coaching with him and I'll be there and my nerves would be shot. Somebody didn't set the screen. and You know, so-and-so wasn't playing hard. And I asked him that question once and he said, Luther, you do your coaching in practice. He said, if I'm up and I'm exerting all of this energy, I don't ever want to make my players feel like I don't believe in them. I was like, oh. He said, if I'm panicking, and I'm exuberant, my players may feel that I don't believe in their ability to sustain this run, to come back, to make in-game adjustments by themselves. And it made perfect sense to me yeah. because, I mean, you know, I played for Coach Dennis. So when he was yelling or, you know, when I was playing with Tiny, you know, I was, you know, as a kid, I'm, you know, Tiny yell at you, you know, you're going to get nervous. Turned up. Yeah. But I remember Coach West saying that and I – I, I developed that same disposition to really try and maintain a level of poise in the midst of the storm. And my last comment on that, I learned something from uh, Mr. Christopher, Josh Christopher's dad. Um, I'm coaching uh, The Truth, uh, 16U, we're in the EYBL, we're in Peach Jam. Um, we're playing against... No, I'm coaching Cal Supreme. We're playing against the truth. We're co I'm coaching against Jay Crow. Mm -hmm. Jay Crow had Jalen Green and 
that crew. You know, you know that roster, right? They ran out 28 to 6, something crazy. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching them and we're just getting ran, right? And I can hear people behind me, time out, time out, time out. And I heard Josh's dad over here, everybody relax. It's just a game. <laughs> Kids are going to be fine. And he calmed me down. Yeah. Right? And I was, so we made it to halftime. We ended up cutting it like to eight. I never forgot that. So I stole it. You know, now, you know, when teams going to run and different things, everybody relaxed. It's just a game. And what happens is it brings the, the, the stress level down regarding your players. Yeah. Because if they're up, and, you know, they're unraveling. Well, hell, they're not going to be the best version of themselves. And and that's something that I, I really observed with, with Coach Wes. And, you know, I, I tried to take on that same mantra. Yes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. 
Maybe it's that head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Coach Willie West, you know, the the well, he used to be the the, the record holder for state mm-hmm. championships, but uh, I think Gary McKnight beat him. But eight state championships, 16 city championships, regarded as, you know, one of the greatest coaches in the history of high school basketball and basketball in general. Um, I felt like when Coach West was in practice, it was sort of like his time to get everything out. So he would get everything that was bothering him, every issue that he had with anybody or any little play, he was going to bring it up. He's stopping practice. He's getting in you. He's doing a yell. You know, he's yelling. He's making you, he's making you feel this small. Right. So that happens in practice. We get into the game and I've, I've, and it was just the weirdest experience. My first time playing a game for coach West after having practice, my first game is this Garfield. And I was having a bad game Uh, my junior year. We're playing Garfield first day. You know, I've come from Montclair Prep Luther. I had made the big transfer between my sophomore and my junior year. Everybody had said that, you know, he's only being successful because he's playing at a small school. So now here I am. I was a bunch of white people out at that school. Here I am going into the heart of the city at the Shaw first game. I get out there. I'm nervous. I'm not making no shots. You know, I'm missing, you know, easy jumpers and everything like that. Coach West, first time out, he comes over. I'm thinking he's about to scream and yell. So I'm thinking it's about to be that coach in practice. Mm-hmm. He kind of he kind of looking at me, kind of gave me like this little smirk. Like, come on, like, when you go play? Like, he just gave me like a look. And I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm running back, like thinking he's about to yell at me. And then when you look up, he's smiling and like, come on, like giving you like this lift up. You just man, it just changed my whole thing, man. I was like, what? who is this guy? Yeah, it's, it's literally like you're like, who is this guy right here? This is not the coach I, that that just was in my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three hours in practice. So I love Coach West for that style uh, of coaching. You're right. It, it it when you panic, when you're doing all that crazy stuff, it creates that frenetic environment of anxiety on a team, and you know how that yeah. goes. Everybody's nervous now. Everybody becomes on edge now. Every mistake is amplified. Yeah. But um, no, those are some serious lessons. Let, let's get back to, to, to your journey, Luther, as we we're, we're talking about it. We you're at Crenshaw. I was c- curious as to just describe that time of life, that era socially, athletically, just L.A. Just set the scene for us in 19. What was it? 92, 93, 92, 93. Yeah. yeah. Talk um, about that. Those years were phenomenal you know those are some of the best years of my life you know um one of the things I I vividly remember is that we were all friends Mm -hmm. so it didn't matter if you played football basketball baseball if you were just a guy or just a dude yeah there was a level of camaraderie that we had that the teachers had teachers didn't miss games Chris I noticed Oh, I know. The security guards didn't miss games. The principal didn't miss a game. Mm -mm. The entire community was a safe haven for us. 
it, it didn't matter if we were ditching Miss Bird's class and go to Chris Burger <laughs> <laughs> or um, getting into your 95 black Camry and <laughs> taking a cruise. I'll tell I somebody at two o'clock though. I was telling somebody about margaritas. Uh, going, <laughs> going to the little Mexican spot. I was a margaritas. Yeah. I forgot the name, but it was a Mexican. Yeah, margaritas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hitting up margaritas with some enchiladas at lunch. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't matter what was going on. We were all truly friends and, and brothers. And when you go over to Manual Arts, same environment. When you went over to Washington, same environment. So geographically, no matter if you went north, south, east, or west, those communities, and especially in, in respect to the ball clubs, were like a community. And it was a rite of safe passage. I mean, I caught the 210 through Inglewood, by the way, right, to get to Crenshaw every day. And I never had anything to worry about because as long as you had a backpack on, everybody left you alone. Um, but I, I remember, man, just it was a community. I remember getting at Coach Dennis's Lincoln Mark Four, and there was so much armor on the seats, right? So um, your first year, there was a game out in Orange County. You know, Dennis, we would run out of there, like jump in there, go get a burrito from Harold's, and he would be dipping that Mark Four. So I'm sliding across the seats. <laughs> <That's so slippery. laughs> Um, and we would pull up right in the nick of time, right? Um, it was just a great time, man. And I think that communal approach had a lot to do with the success um, of the ball club because as players, it was very clear, irrespective of level as well, that you were a representation of the community that you come from. If you put that jersey on, and you're out there doing something that's not cool and somebody picks up a phone and calls and all. I mean, there was going to be some consequences that you were going to have to face. And as you know, in that day, everybody was replaceable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so there was a level of, uh, I, would, I would, you know, positive peer pressure amongst us to, to go, you know, down the right path. Yeah, man. I think I was talking to uh, uh, Dom Ellison. He just got named a head coach at Morningside. Uh, so he's going to be on my podcast pretty soon. So I introduced, I, we were talking about that, that, that exact thing, just on how people's parents, the community, there's a level of peer pressure involved in you keeping your head on straight because you knew, you know how nowadays it's basically frowned upon if as a, say, say I'm somewhere and somebody's kids are acting bad. If I say something to those kids about acting bad, they not, you know, it's, we could be beef with the parents, Hey, man, nobody's talking to my kids back when we were coming up. And if if parents were out, we were out somewhere and we saw somebody's mama and they saw us acting up. We knew to be on our best behavior yeah. or to straighten up or if somebody's mom told us something, it wasn't no, sh you know, F you. No, we we respecting that because that's so and so's mom or dad. And we know what time it is. And, and I think that's been lost as we've gotten along. Totally lost. The village helping to raise the child was such an important factor. And people, yeah. because there's times when parents aren't there and you're yeah. going to and you're going to need these other folks to be able to have the ability to say something man, and correct or, or constructively criticize without without it being taken so personally. Yeah. Um, 
Um, the other thing, too, I wanted to touch on <clears throat> as far as just my experience as you're talking about Crenshaw, man, you're bringing up so many just amazing memories and stuff, man. When I'm thinking about the Black Camry, and I'm thinking about, though, after practices and when Coach West would, would sit us all down for two, man, hour, an hour minimum talk. Bruh, so I came from Montclair Prep. So Montclair Prep, Coach Bob Webb, Howard Abrams, my dad, like to their, you know, we didn't have any type of talks more than probably five minutes after practice. Yeah. Coach West sat us down every day after practice, after going hard, being at our each other's throats, competing for positions at one of the most prestigious spots in all of California. And he'd have talked to us about life, uh, grades, um, decisions we made, um, choices. I mean, the whole nine, Everything, man. Yeah. And for me, what that did is that gave me just a perspective that I hadn't had in my whole up to that point in my life to where I'm just I started just really valuing things differently. I started looking at things differently. I started being a little more thankful for yeah. what I had. It started to make me realize that I was truly blessed. And I started looking around, you know, and it was just like, damn, man, I just started thinking about a lot of stuff. And it was a lot about Coach West. And he really helped establish some character. He really helped establish some morals, some ethics, some things in me that I won't say I didn't have before, but I guess they weren't at the forefront. Do you think Coach West, would you describe his influence on you in a similar fashion? Did he? Insurmountable. Yeah. I still talk to Coach. You yeah. know, I make it a point to call him about once a month, check on him. You know, when we were in Arizona this past year, I was going to go pick him up. We were in the pandemic, so he didn't want to come out. Yeah. But um, I still talk to Coach. Yeah. I mean, the, the impact he had on me was huge because I was just a guy. He didn't have to embrace me in the fashion that he did. Um, when my career took off from being a teacher to move into administration, I remember we had a talk and I said, coach, I want to coach. I want to be like you. And he said, Luther, you don't want to be like me. You want to be better than me. Mind you, um, at the time, I might have been I might have been around 30. Mm -hmm. And I, at that age, I still couldn't understand what he was saying. Right. But he wanted me to use my education to really carve out a path for myself. You know, I had finished grad school at the time. I had a, a job offer on the table, which was going to double my salary, literally. And I remember talking to him and saying, coach, like, I'm not sure about this. You know, I want to be here and this is what I want to do. And he, he was like, no, this is what you're going to do. You know, and he would always talk to me about you know, his experience through segregation, leaving Texas as a baseball player, coming out to Cal State LA because that was the only place he could play. And he would always say, no, you need to do this, where my lens and my dreams were only right here. I couldn't even see myself moving further. And he always pushed me, no, like there's more. There's more for you to achieve. There's more for you to do. Um, in a very direct but um comforting way yeah yeah absolutely that he he his that was his style that was his approach it was direct it was in your face sometimes it was really blunt but it was you knew it was what you needed to hear yeah you, you knew he wasn't if he wasn't wasting time talking to you there must have been a problem if he didn't pick get on you about stuff then you you really must not be somebody he cared yeah. about because that's how he was as a coach yeah. um yeah. 
And when I was thinking about, you mentioned uh, Kenny Bulls and Coach Tiny, Edmund Flanoy, I got a shout out, Coach Tiny, yeah. uh, Rick Stevenson, rest in peace. Um, all those coaches that were around that program around then, all those black men were men of character and they took their jobs as mentors very seriously. Not one of them dudes that I could ever remember, ever remember, ever led me down the wrong path or you know, if I ever asked for advice, it was always on the up and up. And I always remembered them and understood that that's what's needed for that support system. You got to have a whole crew of them type of guys. Yeah. And you. with that being said, I remember with Coach Ed, you know, with Coach Ed Waters. Of course. You know, we had a disagreement that you know about. And it wasn't. And, and this was my level of immaturity. It wasn't until he had a health ailment and I got a call and man, Whatever issue I had, whatever beef I had, all that went out the window because all I was concerned about in that moment was, is he okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember going to the school, my niece um, who plays at Alcorn State, she ended up graduating from Crenshaw. I went to the school and man, I just went in his office and just, just gave him a hug because I was genuinely concerned for him. Like the basketball, the hoop, whatever. none of that mattered at that moment. But to his credit, in that moment, he's like, Luther, man, I love you. Like, we're men. We're, go- we're two alpha men. We are going to disagree. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But in that, we're not too big to ever say, you know what? That's my fault. You know, I should have handled this a little bit differently than what I did. And I think that's another thing that, that's so lost, man. Like, now it's all about what you think or what I think. Well, who, who gives a damn? Sometimes we have to be vessels to to listen and to mentor the next generation as to these are some landmines that I stepped on and be be open and honest about it. These are some mistakes that I made along the way. But even with that, it's okay If if I make a mistake, I'll be the first one to say, you know what, man, I'm so I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. you know. And then, then, then you can, then you're done. Like you could take that weight, that that burden off your shoulders, and it's up to that person to either accept your apology and move on. But I, I grew a lot, man, around those men. Yeah, you know, Coach Garrett. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Coach Garrett. <laughs> Coach Garrett is always a trip. You know how Coach yeah. Garrett is. So Coach Garrett used to always like he's he always oh, he gave you hell. He's always coming at me, man. I, I, will, I wanted to fight Coach Garrett. I was at a oh, point sure. where I, I was I was saying it. I was like, I'm going to fight Coach Garrett. So I had to have, I told like some people, like, I'm going to fight Coach Garrett. So yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah. then I realized, but then I think me and him had a moment, man. I don't know what, when it was, but it was like one-on-one. It was just me and him somewhere. And I just realized at the time, it was just Coach Garrett just doing his thing. If he wasn't messing with me, he didn't see nothing in me, probably. I, yeah. he, I, I found out he respected me. Yeah, and once I found out Coach Gary respected me, though, I took anything he gave me from yeah. that point. It wasn't nothing no more. You feel me? Same with me. When I got my my first assistant principalship at the school, I'm like, "Hey, Coach," and uh, I remember he cussed me out, <laughs> and I'm like, "I was like, I played for you. Like, this is I'm Luther. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm Luther. It's me. And, yeah, and and." <laughs> I remember closing the door and we had this big old argument and uh, <laughs> I think that was what he needed from me to, yeah. you know, and then there was a mutual level of, it was the weirdest thing. I called my dad. I was so upset. 
And I was like, man, coach is tripping and da 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 And he was like, ah, just ignore him. I'm like, you just, you know, but you learn, you know. And then everybody fights their own battles too, man. You never know what somebody's going through. No, you don't. No, you You never know what somebody's going through and what somebody's, you just never know. And I think in this business that we're in and and, and, in the the situations that we're in, just in terms of being in close proximity to some great players and great young men, it's vital that we mentor them with love and with transparency. Because if they're not going to get it from us, they're not going to get it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we can't be authentic in who we are, you know, the good, bad, the ugly. Then how can we then foster that for Will Johnson? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, how can we foster that for Reese Waters? Like, mm-hmm. how can we foster that environment? And that's one of the things being in L.A. that I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, We've all had quarrels, you know, because we're in a competitive environment. But I think when the rubber hits the road, we all want the same thing. And that is for our children, for our community, for the players that that we've capsulated to to be successful in whatever they do. Yeah, I think that you you just hit the nail nail on the head, especially about L.A., our culture, our, our stuff out here. Sure, there may be beef, but at the end of the day, like we are all rolling with each other. I've yeah. seen I've seen that in different parts of my life. Quick story. I, about 2002, I'm playing overseas in Qatar. Um, we're looking for another guard to come in. Right. I need another pro because I'm there. I'm the one professional. We need another pro. We're playing in like a big Asian championship on the continent of Asia. So the other team got J.R. Henderson and Sham Guy Wells as their pro Saudi Arabia. So so I knew that was a team we had to be, you know, so this is before the tournament. So I'm like, yo, man, I got to get my guy. I got to get one of my guys out here. So I I, I ended up calling DeAnthony who called, you know, who told me Stace was working out. Stace Bozeman. Yep. So I, and Stace, you know, he's a blood. He went to Morningside, went to USC. I got I actually got a tech of getting it and doing a Pac-10 game because I called Stace a slob during the game. I called Stace a slob during the game, bro. And I got a tech. Hey, and Stace was looking at me like, you crazy motherfucker. Like, what the hell? They don't even know what slob like. He was just so tripped out about it. But 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 anyway, now long story short, man, I talked to Stace. We, you know, we, it wasn't really no beef, but you know how you got to get through yeah. the awkwardness. Man, Stace came over there, man. We ended up winning the championship, bro. Me and Stace in the backcourt, man. We ended up making big bank bonuses. They loved them. It was like Stace's greatest experience overseas, man. But just shows you how this stuff goes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after. When you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you're from L.A., you have a certain like um, kinship. With everybody else, you don't even have to know a dude. Yeah, you, you meet him or you run into him, and you know some people that know each other. Oh wait, where'd you grow up? Oh yeah, yeah. Before I was over here, I was like, oh man, man, the love, and that's one of my favorite things about being from this culture, man. Is that is what you're talking about? It's kind of what you're hitting at too, man. It's like we're all could be different dudes, but we all love the game, and that's what we yeah. have in common, bro. And I love yeah. that us, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. San Jose State, why did you decide after graduating Crenshaw, why did you decide to go to San Jose State and who else was involved as far as where you're looking at continuing your academic and athletic career? So I had three opportunities to be a preferred walk-on. Okay. I had Sac State, nice. I had Fresno State, mm-hmm. and I had San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the gym working out. I come back home. It's right after graduation. I just turned 17, 18, just turned 18. And um, there was a bag at the door. And I'm like, mom, whose bag is at the door? She's like, oh, that's your bag. Like, we're dropping you off at school this weekend. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, where am I going? (laughs) And she's like, well, you know, we'll we'll go 
Sac State first, Fresno State second. We'll finish at San Jose State, right up to 101. Mm-hmm. We'll choose. We'll pick one. So we were going to do like a, a turnaround, and then they were going to either drop me off coming or drop me off coming back. But it was very clear that I was not going to make it back to L.A. <laughs> so we stopped at Sac State and pull up. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to get out the car because they were green and white. Mm, not rose. I was like, that's a no-go. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Dorsey is green and right. All right. Not, not roly at all. Not roly. <laughs> so we got up to Fresno, got out the car. Um, Ray for Austin was at uh, Fresno City at the time, so I knew the plans. And I remember getting out of the car, it was hot. It's like 95 degrees, and mm. the, 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 the helicopter – Little plane is spraying stuff. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was short. <laughs> Got up to San Jose. They were blue and gold. I didn't need to see no more. <laughs> You're rolling. <laughs> off top. Rolling. <laughs> Pull up at the basketball office. Um, Who's the coach? Uh, Stan Morrison. Oh, Stan. Okay. Stan Morrison. And I was sold on Stan Stewart, who was also from L.A. Okay. Went to Morningside and ended up playing at LMU. Okay. Great dude. Yeah. Accepted me with open arms. Coach West made a call and I had a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I think it was through those years that I really realized that I enjoyed being in the film room. I enjoyed the strategy um, behind the game. I enjoyed the player development aspect of it. Olivier St. John, oh, yeah. Tariq Abdul-Wahad. Um, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. was there my freshman year. So um, Tariq and I spent a lot of time again. Mm. And he reminded me of kind of how you were to some respect, being a great player, but just a humble dude off the court. You know, a lot of people don't know Tariq loves to play tennis. Mm. He was just really, really good at basketball. Mm. But his first love was tennis. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. So um and Coach Morrison, to his credit, during those years, was very open, very honest. I remember he would pray before every game in public at the end of the bench. Before every ball game, he would go to the end of the bench, kneel, pray before every game, I, every game. What did that, when you saw him doing that, what kind of effect that have on you? Um, be who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, run your own race. Yes, sir. Um, all the outside noise because there was a lot of you know there's a lot of noise in, in in college anywhere it didn't matter man it never he never wavered from who he was and his core principles and what he believed you know you're gonna go to study hall you're gonna do what you're supposed to do on and off the court and if you weren't gonna do those things you weren't gonna play hence Coach West. So we had guys at San Jose State, KJ, you can go into the recreational center and get, get that work. There were dudes that could not play on the collegiate team because of several things that were better than the players that were on basketball scholarship. I mean, like, and it wasn't one or two. There were like eight or nine dudes down there. And over the years, what we learned was, you know, some of those guys were, were, you know, pushed off the ball club. One guy, one of the best players I've ever seen to date was a guy named Kendrick Johnson, 
He was from San Diego, went to a JC in Kentucky. Um, it wasn't nothing the dude couldn't do. He ended up playing in Australia for many years. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was just a competitive environment up there, man. And there was a group of black professors that I uh, attached to. Uh, my minor was African-American studies. What's your uh, major? My major was social science mm -hmm. with the emphasis in secondary education. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And it was just a great environment. You know, the professors would come to the ball games. They would go to the rec center and, you know, play three on three with you. And it was just a very welcoming environment. And I think why I enjoyed it so much was because the city it was the first time I was able to catch the bus or the train and go anywhere. You know, you can't do that in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, so the freedom, and you know, being able to wear a Boston Red Sox hat for the first time. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a baseball fan. I always love to wear hats. And well, well, let's explain that real quick, because we, we yeah. have to talk about it. So there's growing up out here in L.A., in certain areas of L.A., you grew up your whole life in a certain area. You will never wear certain sports teams clothes, for instance. I grew up early knowing never to wear no Astros stuff. Yeah. Walking around in that brown and orange, bruh. I was like, hey, stay, stay away from it, bruh. You're in the uh, wrong San Francisco thing. Giants. Can't do it. The, the Giants, the Astros. like <laughs> Mariners. That was, that was one of the first. The, yeah. hey, hey, Mariners only. Like, or is it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, but so when you when, let me ask you this. Specifically about that. When you went to college, you had these liberties now. And it's going to sound like a minor thing, but to be able to wear whatever you wanted to wear. What did that make you realize about the place that you came from? It, it made me realize that we grew up in an environment that to some extent was healthy on this side, but then on this side was very toxic. I had never been north of rodeo until I was in my 20s. Like I had never drove down Crenshaw Boulevard and went north of rodeo until I was a grown man That's wild. because the barrier for us was soccer. Yeah. So you didn't go past soccer. Mm. Right. Um, being able to like catch the bark to the San Francisco Giants games. I'm like, oh man, I'm in heaven. Yeah. Like I got enough money for a hot dog and a beer. Oh, <laughs> what can be better than this? <laughs> right. True. Um, but growing up, man, it, you know, as we, we've gotten older, we've learned that, man, like there was so much that we were limited. Like I thought L.A. was that five mile radius mm -hmm. from Gardena to Crenshaw. I didn't know about Rolling Hills. I only knew about Montclair because of you and going mm -hmm. north on the 405 <laughs> and the Bear Lair Crest over here to our left. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that this existed. Mm -hmm. You know, which is unfortunate. Like, I didn't know about Third and Fairfax. Like, I didn't know, you know, you knew Pacific Palisades because of Palisades High School, but you didn't know Pacific Palisades. Yeah. You know, so right. those are some of the pitfalls, I would say, from how we grew up. But I think all of us were kind of like that for yeah. the most part. I mean, there definitely was a level of limiting yourself or, or staying inside your comfort zone or not going to other zones because of danger. Aspect. Yeah. So those were kind of, that's, that's just what your, your choices were at the mm -hmm. time. I just remember, you know, coming from deep Valley and then I was living in Bel Air 
and having spent a majority of my childhood, it was 60th and 10th Ave and, and over in that area with my mom, mm-hmm. I just remember how when I came back to Crenshaw, feeling kind of a couple of things. I felt a sense of familiarity because there's a lot of folks from Audubon and 32nd Street School or these yep. different schools I went to in my life where they recognized me. So you'd have like 30 people in the school that knew I went to Audubon. Everybody else thinking I'm the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that had never been. <laughs> oh, yeah, the no, on the real, on the real. Yeah, they, they, they thought I had never been to yeah. any school. Or they, like a mm-hmm. lot of people didn't know I went to Audubon. Like, they didn't know none of that. So they so but people treated me a certain way or they you know, re- responded to me a certain way. And, but my way of responding back was just, like we, we're touching on it during this conversation, try to be yourself. Yeah. I always struggled my whole life um, with being myself, being the, the, the real version of me, because I was always confused, man. I'm going to keep it real. Like when I be with my mom, you know, in the hood, I, I had to be more black. When I go Bel Air, be around them white people, my dad, I had to try to be more white because you've got white friends and, you know, you don't want to show them the black stuff and you don't want to be too white with the black people because they go be looking at you, oh, this nerd. And, you know, why you yeah. talk like that? So I was like always trying to, I had to change up my game, change up my mm-hmm. voice, even dumb myself down to an extended Crenshaw dog, which I really yeah. kick myself in the ass about not trying to seem too smart, bro. Think about yeah. that, Luther. I'm sitting in class. Right. No, I'll know all that stuff, know all the answers, but I'm like not raising my hand and shit because I'm just like, I don't want to seem like I'm just. Yeah. So, so, but these were some things I struggled with as I got older, you know, figuring myself out. I, I dealt with a lot of different issues and stuff, but mm-hmm. that part of it, uh, growing up out here in LA, just being from around so many different places and areas, man, for me personally, that's what kind of contributed to that. But yeah, when did you know education? was going to be your bread and butter. When did you know in college, like, I know you went, you were majoring in it, but when did you like really know? I knew in high school. Um, I knew in high school. So I was in the teacher training magnet at Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Miss Bird had the zoo on wheels, who was our biology teacher. So when we would take the goats and the, you know, the snakes and the rabbits over to the, you know, Angeles Mesa elementary school, to you know, show the kids the animals, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it was at maybe 15 years old that I knew I was gonna be a teacher. And I mean, I, I, I was telling my son this the other day, um, all I wanted in life was, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to make 30 grand a year. I knew if I made 30 grand a year, I'll be able to buy my own truck. I'll be able to get my own apartment. And I'll be able to buy a television and have cable. So I knew if I had these five things, the last thing was I'll be able to get a bad chick because I got these five things. I got my own spot. I got cable. <laughs> I got a flat screen. Right. I got a good job. So you this is just how myopic. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds simple, but it's, it's really sad. Yeah. My brain at that moment was these are the five things I need in life. So I never could even see over the horizon because I was only focused on this little bubble based on Coach West, Coach Dennis. If you got to you got to think about those men, their life, they dedicated their life to a community and to a school. Yes, sir. And it, it was it was only through adversity and being uncomfortable that I realized that God has another plan for me. But when you're going through this, you don't realize what's happening, right? 
when I got transferred from Crenshaw High School, I, I tell um, I was telling my, my wife and I were talking about this not too long ago. I remember I was driving down Crenshaw. They had just transferred the whole administrative staff. Right. And they said, Luther, you stay there and finish the master schedule. and We'll figure out what we're going to do to you. And I remember leaving work crying like I had to pull over because I couldn't see anymore. I didn't cry at my grandmother's funeral. Right. I was so heartbroken on the bureaucratic change that had occurred because I knew it wasn't the best thing for the school. I knew it. Right. I'm like, how could you remove a staff that knows where all the skeletons are buried, that live in the community, that are vessels? How could you just move us out of here subjectively because you guys want to go in a different direction? Was this around the time that Crenshaw lost his accreditation? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Now that was, by, that was by design too. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting it now. Mm-hmm. You know, so here I am in the trenches and in the war room. So I can see what's going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for it to actually be planned out and manifest broke my heart. Literally. But in that, I remember praying I remember taking some time to myself. And when Rico called me and said, hey, my boy, Jay Hart, want to meet with you. You know, he's retiring from the NBA and, um, you know, he's going to be taking over Team Jennings. We're starting Team Jennings. Right. And uh, Kelly Williams, Marcus Williams, dad is going to be the director. Mm -hmm. That moment of depression and sadness turned into joy because now. I'm entering an arena based on my relationship with Rico that I've always wanted to do. And when I was at Crenshaw, I had blinders on. So, you know, Coach Duckett style, I'm in the gym before school. I'm in the gym at lunch. I'm in the gym after school. I'm in the gym all summer. So I wasn't going to any AAU events. I wasn't shaking any hands, meeting anybody, network. I wasn't doing anything. I was myopic. But when that happened in terms of that transfer for me um, professionally, it propelled me to another place that I was always asking God to place me. But it, it, it wasn't comfortable. But, you know, looking back on it, it was divine for sure. So you're at a, you're now coaching with Jay Hart and Team Jennings. At what point? And you're a principal at or vice principal. I was a principal at the time at a charter school. Oh, excuse me, a charter school. So you're mm-hmm. now you're a principal, which is extremely impressive. I always wanted to talk to you about your academic, uh, being an administrator academically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one quick question before I continue to set the stage on, on where you were at. Um, when you became a principal, did your experience as sort of a a guy that was in the in crowd or kind of was part of, you know, a lot of times, People that grow up to be principals in high school, they weren't part of the cool crowd, if you yeah. will. So you yeah. were you were in the crowd. So did you in being in that crowd, you know, a lot of ins and outs, you know, behaviors that high schoolers will pull. Mm-hmm. Did that stuff help you in, oh, in, in how you performed your job? Gave me the cliff notes to the job. <laughs> exactly. dog. Um, Once I became a principal, I think my biggest asset was understanding the kids. I was an advocate of the kids. If it wasn't kid friendly, if it wasn't about the kids, if it wasn't about them, I didn't want to hear it. 
It had to be about the kids to a flaw. Um, understanding struggle, understanding depression, understanding the complexities of learning disabilities, my master's is in special education. Sure. So understanding that for this diamond to, to take form, it can only take form through immense pressure. So the kids that we can all see that are the valedictorians and the salutatorians, that's easy. That doesn't mean they're gonna be successful because sometimes some of those young individuals when they experience adversity, they can't bounce back. Give me the kid that had a disability Give me the kid that came from a fractured home. Give me a kid that has a temper on the court. Give me a kid that has some baggage and let me unpeel that onion. They're going to propel further than the kid that had never experienced adversity just based on their experiences. So as a principal, and I was a principal in Compton as well. You can believe that. Um, at the, I was at Roosevelt Middle School in Compton, California. I had 1,500 kids. Man. I remember, you know, being in a board meeting for, I mean, I'm presenting in front of the board and it was a wish list, you know, what are some things that you want to fix at your school? I wanted sprinklers for the football field because the kids played soccer in the dirt. I wanted my bathrooms repaired in the athletic facility because all the kids that were in the after school program and in the various auxiliary uh, sports would have to go on the other side of campus to use the restroom. And the last thing I wanted was um, new technology for the kids, the Parenthian smart boards where they can do manipulatives, you know, on the board. Oh, yeah. And I remember I kind of got flack for it, you know, cause other people were asking for, you know, money and, you know, additional adult. I need more. I need an extra administrator. I need, I didn't care about all that. Give me this so that the kids can enjoy their experience at school. And then 98% of the kids came to school every day. So we didn't have bathrooms that worked. We didn't have books. Teachers didn't have computers. We had a dirt field and the kids would play soccer and be a big dust ball. But I'm like, dang, we don't have all of these things, but these kids show up every day. They still come here every day. So I've always been one to, to look at it. The glass is half full versus half empty. We can all talk about what we don't have, you know, but what you realize is sometimes when God puts those things in, in your cup, still doesn't bring happiness. You know, some, I want to make a million dollars. Okay. Well, once God gives you a million, what's next? Yeah. You know, and we've all been there. Yeah. Um, but it, it was through that journey that I, love the authentic approach to working with kids because they're going to tell you the truth. Kids will tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. um, do you remember when we were, um, when we had the LA pump and run team mm -hmm. and Will was a freshman yeah. and we were playing in the Compton Magic Memorial Classic mm -hmm. out in the IE somewhere. Remember that parent, you know, after the game, we lose the game. We were running weak, and actually, Will was on the left-hand side. He was gonna come across on the down cross screen. We're gonna pin down. We're gonna get him a three-point shot at the top of the key. He was our best shooter. We used David Singleton at the time for for the dummy o. 
Mm-hmm. Ran David on the false action. We were going to hit Will over here coming out of the timeout. You remember that pair and that, and we lost. We lost the game. They didn't run. That individual didn't swing the ball and, and run the set. Terrell's going nuts, you know. <laughs> you're, you were behind me. <laughs> and as I'm talking to the kids, you know, and that might have been like, was that the championship? It was. Yeah, it was a big. Yeah. It was probably the championship. Yeah, it was a big game. <laughs> and I remember, like, it's not the kids' fault. It's the parent was. Come on, bro. Yeah. Right. And I remember, you know, as I'm being cussed out by the parent, I remember you were behind me, and you were like, "Hey, man, you need to mm-hmm. go down here." I'll never forget that, mm-hmm. you know, and one of my other partners was there and, and um, that's what has alienated our community. It's become more about what we want as adults mm-hmm. versus what's best for these kids. Facts. And being a high school coach for 22 years, I've seen it, man. I've seen it with the best, with the McDonald's All-Americans, and I've seen it with the children that needed to go be doctors or needed to, you know, use their education to carve out a way similar to what I did. Um, this this notion of everybody getting a trophy, it's not real. It's not reality. No, it's not. There's losers. People don't always finish first. There's a second place, third place for a reason. Right? For a reason. Yeah. So that's why there's competition. So whoever the, the uh, survival of the fittest yeah. is, is the way I look at it. Uh, and, you know, that moment that uh, in time, I've always remembered how you handled that really stood out i know for me i would have you know i, I would have blew up as well i'm not a coach but uh you and that's the, that's why i respect coaches so much i i I, admi- I admire coaches because i know the type of stuff that y'all put up with the disrespectful yeah. moments and you are bigger and better in that moment and that's why it's just like man i wish i had that strength man like <laughs> dang like i shout out to that dude for right. taking that from that dude on the real as i've gotten yeah. older like before i used to think it was some punk stuff but now when right. i got when i gotten older and i realized that being a punk is actually the opposite of what i always thought it was right. like, you know when you get older yeah. you know what being a man is and, you know yeah. you, you just kind of yeah. had this messed up idea of stuff i, I started looking back on life and in different situ- situations and different people in my life and i'm just like man that dude Shout out to him and the way he used to handle stuff. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after. When you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Um, staying on the administration part of things, you said 22 years of, 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 of coaching. How many of that of those 22 years, why you've been a coach, where you been, have you actively been a teacher and administrator the entire 22? Yes. Wow. So, so you're splitting time and you're, and you're not somebody that's hands off or you're, you're in the weeds. Okay. Of everything. So you're not only doing the coaching, uh, the, the school part of things right after school or before school, you're actually handling other type of business. Talk a little bit about that grind. Cause I remember when, when you first told me about Reese, just mm-hmm. everything y'all was doing, just talk a little bit about the grind of that and how that what that builds in you or how does that affect you, your personal life? Does it? I mean, oh, yeah, I'm curious. Absolutely. That that's a derivative from my father. So my dad is 75 years old, um, went back to school to get his bachelor's at 30. My dad has a doctorate. My dad went to school for about 10 years from 30 to actually early 40s to get a bachelor's, two different master's degrees and ultimately his doctorate. And throughout all of that, he had not missed the football season. He, so subconsciously, I thought it was normal. You know, you you go to work, you, you know, monitor the kids and, you know, and, and your, your team throughout their day. And, you know, if they get in trouble in class or, you know, they need tutoring or whatever the situation is. And after work, you go to the gym. My dad went to the field and I thought, I thought that's what everybody did. It never felt like work to me. 
um, because it was something that I truly enjoyed and, and I believe it was it's my calling. Um, things changed for me, you know, as you know, I didn't get married um, early. I didn't have kids early. That's a direct correlation to that journey, right? Mind you, I'm not aware of what's going on while I'm, I'm in this, right? And throughout, you know, I was working an average of 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, Pam and I met many years ago, but had reconnected when Reese was about six, six years old. Maddie Poo was four-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, that's my stepson, but I don't believe in stepchildren. Um, the Bible says you're a father three different ways. Biologically, of course. Um, by assignment is the second. And the third is an individual that can give you fatherly advice. So as I was dealing with my own demons and dealing with, I would consider a level of depression because I wasn't where I wanted to be. And, you know, I had checked all the boxes. I went and got all these degrees. I got all these student loans. Mm-hmm. My record was unblemished. Why can't I be the principal at Crenshaw High School? You know, and I was told, oh, you look too young. So I, I still wear my, my gray hair because of that, right? And you know, I was always clean cut, suited and booted. Yeah. It started to build up levels of animosity internally for me, but I, I couldn't put my finger on why I wasn't happy, right? So to my wife's credit, you know, she said, you know, God has another plan. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that. And she would tell me this for years. God has another plan. God, you're, you're bigger than that. You're great. You know, she was speaking positivity in me at a time where I couldn't even see it in myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this, you know, since I'm a coach, I'm a teacher here. I have this 10 year old kid that's coming up. Right. And I've always been cautious to not set a bad example. But as he got older, I said, well, I'm not, I don't want to be your mom's boyfriend. Nah, we about to get married. Oh, you brought, so you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not about to lay up in your house and nah, 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 nah. You know, my mom might come kick my ass. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's real. That's real. That's real. I wasn't that dude. That's real talk. So I remember coaching Reese and, you know, we, we had after our group with, with Tigo and, you know, David and Will and all of those guys, um, Jay Hart was like, Lou, let's put a, a team together with, with our guys, right? And Lil Jason was 12, Reese was 13, my nephew was 13, and I was coaching those guys. And um, I was in Coach, Coach Duckett mode. I was, because now I got some personal equity in this. And I was pushing these kids so hard um Reese broke at 13 mind you he, you know he's an athlete and we're in a game and I'm like you know you know we didn't run a press break escape dribble attack the wide side of the floor if they head you off split it if you turn it over get back on defense so I was pushing him too hard at 13 and I remember you know he started talking back and he looked like he wanted to kick my ass right so after the game, we go outside and he's crying and I'm emotional and his mom got between us. And he said, 
when you yell at me, it makes me nervous. I don't like when you yell at me. And I said, oh, I'm tripping, right? I apologize. I haven't yelled since. Made me a better coach. So at that moment, regarding Reese and, and those guys, I started talking. I started having conversations. So I would tell him, hey, man, if you ain't going to be aggressive, and you don't start scoring that ball, we're going to lose this motherfucking game. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, that's and, a great approach. And, and he, would, he would go, okay. Mm-hmm. Or if I yell, Reese, he would just to acknowledge, I hear you, I got it. And as he got older, he would just kind of look at me, and I knew what the look mean. The look means I got it. Now, you can sit down. I got it. Right? <laughs> the one thing that I credit him with, I'm blessed that he trusted me because he didn't have to. No. And I'm blessed that I had the opportunity to have other people around me that have been to where Reese said he wants to go. So Jason J. Hart, shout out to him. He had a huge influence in regards to the plan. He would always say, Lou, it's not rocket science. Just get in the gym. Like, just get in the gym. So at times where I may have questioned um, my ability, right? Nah, bro, you good. Ain't rocket science. Stay in the gym. And through that, having guys like Jelani White, you know Jay White. Yep. Reese wouldn't be where he is. This whole weight room set up. This is Jelani during the <laughs> pandemic. Um, Jelani has been like a brother to Reese. <laughs> Having guys around that are supportive in terms of your son and the journey is insurmountable. Mm. Having Jay Crow, I went from Kyle Supreme being a coach on in that program yeah. when it folded. J. Crow allowed me to coach. He didn't have to do that. And when I say he allowed me to coach, he didn't, he didn't bother me. He spoke positivity. Yep. He spoke encouragement. He spoke confidence into those kids. He, he understood the big picture. Yeah, he does. He, he, he really understood does. that. So J. Crow and, and Jay Hart and, you know, I've met 50 coaches because of Jay. I've met everybody, you know, we, me and Jay with Final Fours and yep. in and out of gyms and he <laughs> always introduced me to people, you know, Mike Brown and, you know, just all kind of people, man. And he didn't have to do that. You know, I didn't play 10 years in the NBA and, and breaking things down for me in small pieces where I could see it, you know, and it wasn't always easy, but it, it was always out of love. Yeah, man. It, it, like, I got a great Jay Hart story, dog. Like, I got two. So, like, Jay Hart's always been some uh, since he was about 10 or 11, always rolled with him. But I met him. I think I was, he was probably 13. Him and Lujimi Man. Look, look, they came out to ABCD in Irvine in like 1992. So they were 12, 13, or 11. I don't know how old they were, but they were kids. And they were getting, or 13, 14, they were getting my attention because I was 15 or 16. I was a sophomore. 
they're getting my attention from standing up top, you know, like Chris, Chris, Chris. And it's Luge and Jay Hart with his kids, like, what's up? Like, just wanted to say, what's up? So, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, you know, giving them the what's up or whatever. Right, right, right. So, so, fast forward through life, you know, we grow, I go to UCLA and Jay Hart go, you know, he does his thing, Syracuse, Luge, what does his thing. And we're older later on in life. And um, it's around 2007, 2008. And I'm in Atlanta and I'm chilling. My little brother, uh, McConan, he had just caught a case, man, of involuntary manslaughter. He accidentally shot his best friend on the day he graduated high school. So we had to, I went down to Atlanta to be there for, as a sense of support for him, you know, help bail him out the whole nine. Um, I get it. So I find out the Clippers, he's with the Clippers, Jay Hart with the Clippers. I find out Jay Hart's coming to town to play uh, the Hawks. So I hit up Jay Hart, just kind of hitting him with just a, not really expecting to get hit back. A message, Jay, oh, I see you out here in the ATL. You know, I'm out here with my bro, man. We out here chilling, you know, holler at me. This dude, Jay Hart, first of all, he left us some sick-ass tickets to the game. Well, we in the suite and all that. But then after the game, he made sure, like, we go to dinner, man. He took us out, me and my little brother, McConaughey. We go to dinner, then we go to the club with all the Clippers. I mean, it was like a fun unbelievable yeah. night bro and but think about it so i got uh, my little brother 16 he was just in jail bro and i and i was reaching out to jay hart to kind of help try to help bring his spirits up yeah so jay hart looked out like that bro on love on la straight up love and i and this but that just kind of it it captures the essence of, of who he is yeah great dude it's a great, great dude. dude and and bless you know and he um i mean man for years bro me Jay, little Jason, I mean, we just in the gym. Yeah. You know, 10,000 hours, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, despite my, my career, the shift for me, Reese was 15 and ninth grade. And uh, we, we would go to the gym at 4.30 in the morning, come back home about 6.30, take a shower, go to school, go to school practice go to practice go home get a quick bite take a shower back to the gym we did this from through middle school probably up to about his sophomore year so one one evening i fell asleep you know you know i fell asleep just tired and he came up and he, he woke me up and he said can we go to the gym i said yeah let me get up and he said no nah, it's okay I, i'll just go in the backyard and I felt bad, right? I was like, oh my God, like, I don't have the energy to, to get him back to the gym. And my wife would be like, oh, he's okay. And in that moment, I said, babe, I gotta do something else. Like, I, he's special, you know? And you know, I'm, you know, I'm his biggest fan, you know, completely biased and unapologetic about it. You know, I believe he's that Lambo in a garage during the summer that you got to take out and hit PCH. <laughs> Top down. Hey, can't nobody tell me he ain't the next best thing for sliced bread, right? But he backs it up with his work ethic. Like, I've never seen anything like this before out of a high school age kid. You know, this dude is kind of low-key different. And unless you know him, you don't really know him, Right. But I, I saw him transform his body during the pandemic and put on 18 pounds of muscle. That's crazy. I saw him cut out carbs, cut out bread, cut out juice, oh, he cut won. out sugar. Yes, sir. On his own. Like, nah, I'm not eating that. Nah, just water. Mom, I'll eat the meat sauce. Nah, I can't have a pasta. Like, 
I got him the Mamba Mentality book one Christmas some years ago. And, you know, I thought it'd be a nice little token. Like, he's taking this shit to, like, like, dude, you need to, like, get out the book. Like, you're not Kobe. Like, you don't have a nutritionist. Like, you don't have a chef. Like, you don't have a diet. You don't have a massage. Fit. Like, I'm like, bro, Kobe had these things to help. <laughs> you don't have none of that. You got to go to class at SC. But with all of that being said, man, his work ethic and his approach is different for a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. And I've had to try and balance him with just go be 19 today, man. Call your boys. Go grab a burger and some fries and go catch a movie. Nah, man. I'm at uh, me and Jay White working out. I'm over here at Valley Ridge. You know, I gotta, I gotta get my run in. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 an obsession. Yeah. So when I couple what God gave him, six five and three quarters, two ten, with his work ethic, the sky's the limit. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What do you think his next big jump evolution as a player is specifically? Um, being a leader. He doesn't deal with people. Mm. Similar, you know, you know how Mo, people person, young. Yeah. Mo can go into any room. He's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Josh, not not quite. Josh <laughs> was more reserved when he was younger. Just kind of. Yeah. yeah, a lot more reserved. He yes. could sing, stay to himself. That's Reese. He doesn't do anything. His, his two best friends were the two oldest players on the team. Um, the next step in terms of his maturation mm-hmm. is being vocal, um, being a courageous, a courageous leader with his voice. Um, people will gravitate towards him because of the work, but he doesn't allow people in. Good. Um, the next step for him, in my opinion, would be allow people in, mm-hmm. you know, allow people in and. Get them to understand that it's my mother-in-law. Hey, <laughs> get them get them to understand that you didn't just roll out the bed and shoot forty-four percent from three. Yeah, that, the there, season ended phenomenally. Yeah, it, it didn't look like that during the first quarter of the year, and he grew up a lot, man. You know, I used to think that. He could make a tr- make the transition and in, in, into the the NBA earlier. I've had to learn how to let God do His work and be patient, you know. And I got guys, Jason, uh, Chris, uh, CJ, you know, Jason's assistant, BG, Brandon Granville. Shout out to him. Yep. You know, these are my these are my friends. These are people I love. Mm-hmm. They like Lou. He he, all right, just. And looking back on his freshman season, I can definitely say that as a parent who is also a coach, so I have my own set of eyes, I've had to learn how to, you know, when you play three minutes against Cal, you're not going to get the pillow when you call my phone. When you play eight minutes against Stanford, you're not going to get the pillow when you call. I love you, but I can't give you the pillow because you said you want to go to the league. Right. Yes. So after that road trip, he sent me, you know, when you get that text from the kid and you know that something's wrong, he, I got this text and he, he gets off the plane. He comes right to the house. Right. And he's sitting in the living room. You know, he gave me that look. I only saw this look two or three times over the course of the last 12 years. Right. And that look was of disgust, of pain of um, not understanding what's going on. And I had to fight back my tears and suck it up. Because if I, if I break 
Now I give them an excuse. So my re- rebuke was, I guess you ain't good enough. What do you say? He looked at me like I lost my fucking mind. What the fuck you mean I ain't good enough? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I said, well, I guess you ain't good enough. Obviously, you ain't good enough because it's not obvious. If it's close, any coach is going to go with his familiar people. They're going to go with the experience. They're going to go with the, I've been here before. I'm going to go with, I'm comfortable with this dude. And I don't really know you like that yet. So his response was, don't answer the phone. If anybody calls you, don't answer the phone. I'm going to go to practice tomorrow and I'm going to bust somebody's ass. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what you do. Because you said you want to go to the NBA. So night in and night out, I mean, what we got? Ja, CP3, Devin Booker, Desmond Bain. All kind of stuff. All kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, Drew Holiday. Hey, like, hey, whatever. Whatever you are. These dudes are like phenomenal. Monsters, dog. Like, they're unicorns. Yes. They're unicorns. So if that's where you say you want to go, you got to be a unicorn. You can't be good. You can't even be great. You got to be a unicorn. And it starts with your mindset. That was the biggest growth area for him and for me this year. Mm -hmm. And in talking with other parents of collegiate athletes, and I always try and keep some distance between us just out of respect. You know, I don't ever want to give anybody what I think because what I think doesn't matter. And I, I just try and give encouraging words of just stay positive. You know, you can't give them a pillow. You know, it's tough. It's a roller coaster. And in those lows, you have to 10 toes down. You got to remember why they're here. Now, if, they, if they're just saying they want to go get a four-year degree, great. You shouldn't be worried about if they're playing or not. It doesn't matter. But if you're saying you want to go to the NBA and play at the highest level, hey, man, the 12th dude on that bench is a, is a monster. And, you know, if you think you're going to go into somebody's training camp at 20, 21 years old and take somebody's job, they got a wife and kids at home, man, you got something else coming. Yeah. Because <laughs> them dudes is, is ready to, to die on that floor. So if you're not cut from that cloth, it's cool. It ain't no beef. I wasn't cut from that cloth, right? Your dad is one of the best players in the world, right? Like, so you you got it up close and personal. (laughs) Everybody wasn't blessed with that. But if you say that this is where you want to go, bro, hey, man, you got to be wired different. And, And through that, I think, through that pressure, through the adversity, through it's not fair yeah it ain't fair that's when you actually grow because the true judge of a man's character ain't when everything is cool it's when stuff ain't cool yeah but you find out who people really are mm-hmm. you know and uh that that was that was a big growth area for both of us this year man yeah, absolutely, man. You did. You've done a heck of a job. Uh, you and his support system have done a heck of a job 
Um, from what I saw on the court and from what I've witnessed in the tournament. And did, did he did he play well towards the end of the season, too? Or was Best it, game of the year was in the tournament. Yeah, no, it was yeah, the tournament. Well, the second half of the year, he bought no, that, But that tournament is where oh, yeah. he, against my, I think it was Miami. Miami, Against yeah. them guys, those guards, those those guys are regarded, you know, that wasn't just against no punks. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, that was against a good squad that had a game plan. And he came in there and, and turned out the game, in my opinion. Uh, looking forward to seeing more out of Reese next year. Trojan uh, side, I, I'm ro- I'm rolling. Okay, I am rolling. Um, right, Luther. How has the last 22 years of your experiences from coaching, playing, college, growing up, being a mentor, being an, uh, an administrator, an educator? How have they prepared you for this? next journey, next chapter of your life? You know, for years, I um, always tried to carve out a niche to, to become marketable at the next level. And, you know, I just couldn't quite get in. And this opportunity that I have, Coach Menzies, um, it, it's heaven sent, man. It fell out the sky, you know? And I believe that my value is really rooted in the process, understanding the process, understanding what these players need to be successful men on and off the court. I think far too often, unfortunately, in our society, we look at the the NBA, we look at Major League Baseball, we look at the NFL, and the goal to get there is based on monetarily what it can provide you. There's a lot of unhappy people in the NBA, man, in all of these professional leagues. The value for me is we all have to make money to live. All right, that's just one piece of it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different avenues to get there. It doesn't have to come this direction, right? So for me, You know, having the ability to be in the trenches, having the ability to, you know, lock in the synergy, look at players and write evaluations based on what my optics are telling me and working with guys as to how they can become their best versions of themselves. How do you be a good teammate? You know, how can you be a good asset to this program? You don't know what that relationship will bubble into 10, 15, 20 years down the line. I met Coach, Coach Menzies 20 years ago. Um, using each opportunity and treating it with the utmost respect is, is my value. You know, understanding that, you know, it's okay to look like shit sometimes. It's all right. It's going to happen. But what are you going to do about it? I think my value is a very authentic approach to the total student athlete because I can relate on so many different perspectives. I was never the best player on any team I ever played for, but I I knew how to appreciate those who were. I was never the, the, the smartest dude on a coaching staff, but I knew how to ask relevant questions. You know, I mean, if it's something I want to know, I mean, I've called you, you know, KJ, man, what you think? 
You know, I wasn't an All-American at UCLA, bro. Am, am, am I on the right path? What are your thoughts? I think far too often we don't ask any questions. Like we, we're not humble enough to, to, to pick up the phone and, and call and say, what are your thoughts on this particular issue? Reese wants to be a professional athlete. I wasn't a professional athlete, but I know a whole bunch of people that were. So you know what? Hey, man, you can call Mr. Johnson. He, he, has, a, a, he has an encyclopedia, a library of wisdom he can drop on you. Hey, man, call this guy over here. He can give you a different perspective on this. Thanks. I think that's my value, man. And now being a successful entrepreneur and being able to give back in the way that I'm giving back and being able to see the things that I've been very fortunate to see gives me a very unique perspective because my journey was so different than most people. Most collegiate coaching staffs and auxiliary staff members were former players, Yeah, were kin to somebody. Yeah. Their relationships were forged well before they decided they wanted to take this journey. Mine yeah. was. Yeah. Mine has come through a very authentic approach. Yeah. And I was unapologetic about getting there. Yeah. You know, um, Coach Menzies has, has given me an opportunity to learn, to see, to witness, to grow, to be wrong. So that I can take that knowledge and Lord knows what's next. You know, maybe I'll become a, a high school coach back in my region at some point. Maybe I'll coach the the, the eight-year-olds at the local YMCA. I'm going to be coaching somewhere, <laughs> you know, but those experiences only add value to what you can give the next generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're well-equipped for your, your new role, brother. Um, you bring character, uh, advanced knowledge of the game, a major work ethic that's unrivaled, and you, you've been around greatness. There's something to be said for being around greatness, being able to pick up the phone, talk to, being involved in great programs or being a part of championship teams as a coach, as a player, whatever. You've been around it all. So I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to flourish and be successful. I want to thank you, my brother, for coming on my platform. Oh, sharing, man, thank you. Sharing your story, sharing your basketball journey. Um, it's It was a long road for you, Luther, 22 years of grinding. But as you say, it's never too late. Is there anything that you want to leave our audience with? Shout outs, any words or anything at all? You know, first of all, you know, I want to thank God for his grace and truly blessing me. I'm living a dream. You know, I couldn't have wrote this down on a piece of paper. Um, my dreams didn't even stretch this far. Um, thank God for my friends, man. You know, there's a lot of you guys. And through that, it hasn't always been smooth, you know, but accepting me for who I am, the good and the bad, you know. Um, I definitely am proud of you, you know. I, you know, I, I'm thoroughly proud of you, you know, because I know the journey. You know, I was there. I was able, I could see, <laughs> you know, and seeing how you reinvented yourself, how you saw something in yourself that other people may not have seen. 
right? Um, even Josiah, man, like Fair. shit is dope. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm, you know, I watch. <laughs> yes, I man. watch. And yeah. then look, KJ, being unapologetic about what's your last name, your last name is Johnson. Everybody else can have an issue with that. Your last name is Johnson. <laughs> you are a descendant of Marcus yes, Johnson. Yes, Everybody can't embrace that. Mm. That makes other people feel a certain kind of way, man. <laughs> and being comfortable in that. Like, I've been watching, man, and I can see the joy. I can see the happiness. I can see it. Yes, you know, especially as you, you were going through the journey trying to figure out your niche. Um, and just shout out to anybody out there that's that's willing to, to be a renaissance, man. You don't have to follow the narrative. What is happiness? Happiness is subjective. What is joy? Joy is subjective. It's based on somebody's opinion, right? It's never too late, man. And why not? You know, Russ's mantra. Why not? Man, you just reminded me of something talking right now. Because the very first time I went live, bro. You were on my comments. I remember that first one I did, brother. I just I had forgot about it, but now I just remembered it. You were you were on my very first live I did on IG, and the very first live a lot of people didn't see it, but I was kind of you know I was in a, I was in a funny little place at that moment. I yeah. could have went I could have went either way, bro. Yeah. I could have went either way, but it was people like you in my comments. People who's remember this peer pressure thing we talked about earlier. We yeah. got we got people watching and peer pressure. I thought Coach Oh Luther's on my oh Coach Moose's Moose came in, Luther came in. So it's like two cats, you know, you wouldn't think would affect you at that moment. But honestly, you guys had a tremendous amount of effect on me in that very moment to where I went right instead of very left, my brother. I just want to let you know that. Like it, it really resonated your words that night, bro. And just how your approach to to, to 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 that night, brother. I appreciate man, I, that's crazy. I just remembered that dog. Yeah. Telling me I was like, KJ going live, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I was on one that night. Hey, I ended up deleting that line. Holla at my boy, man. We <laughs> holla at my boy, see what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I just remember those times, KJ. I remember those times, man. And yeah, you know, hey man, I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you, you know, your you. back injury, you know, limiting your career, yeah. you know, you know, but God got a plan, man. Yeah, he does. Bro. God got a plan. So I'm um, proud of you, man, and the work that you're doing and you've afforded me an opportunity. A lot of people, you, you guys know my story, my friends, but a lot of people don't know where I came from or what I'm about. Yeah, everybody need to know, though, man, they need to know who Luther Waters is, brother, because you're somebody that we can all learn from and be inspired from, my man. Seriously. Appreciate it, man. Much love. All right, brother. Much All love. Right, thank, you, thank you for coming on. Ladies so and gentlemen, I, say, hey. I will, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Luther Waters. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.